All right, welcome to the Lakers SBN post-game show. The Lakers lose again. They Their short-lived win streak, I don't know if one game is called a streak, but their short-lived happiness in one win uh, is ended again tonight. They lose in Miami. Another tough one, a game that, you know, Miami was up by 22 in the uh, in the third quarter. Another, you know, rough rally, comeback, whatever fake comeback you want to call it. Donnie, these are rough to watch, man. These are, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's not fun. Uh, I know we had a late little run there, but uh, before we start, how are you doing, man? You, you know, you asked, you wanted to come back up and uh, relive this with me. Yeah, had to had to finish off the back to back with you, of course. Um, yeah, no, this game was really annoying, really annoying from uh, basically start to finish. Um, actually, thought things were going pretty well in the first quarter, uh, especially for their defense. Um, but I mean, we'll talk more about it. But turnovers, turnovers, freaking ridiculous. Twenty four uh, Lakers turnovers to the Lakers five. I mean, the Heat's yep. five. Uh, yeah, they're not going to win when that happens. Are they going to win when anything happens? I mean, this is a – so, you know, tonight, first half, down nine, which you know, a lot of the times that happens nowadays, it feels like we're playing well at half. I'm like, that was a good half, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like the team played hard. And then you look at the score and they're down nine. I mean, it's just the, our margins are so low. So at halftime, you know, second chance points, they had 13 – in the first quarter, uh, 15 at half. Don't know what they ended up with. I think it was still a pretty large margin there. We got killed on the boards. Miami was not going to be Orlando. Uh, they were going to know how to use their size. I thought Bam Adebayo absolutely, you know, dominating, dominated us. And like you said, the turnovers as well. But I thought, you know, the rebounding battle, some of those were 50-50 balls, Donnie. But again, when we start this small, it's just like uh, we were texting earlier. We started... Patrick Beverly on Jimmy Butler and it felt like Jimmy Butler just got to wherever he wanted on the floor. And that kind of, to me, set the tone uh, of the game. And uh, I don't know, it's, it's rough, but what'd you see from there, I guess, just from the size mismatch. Cause I think, you know, we found a little bit of stuff to do against Orlando kind of battle against us being small. Uh, but I thought Miami really took advantage of that tonight. In regards to, you know, Bam, um, like like I said, that's kind of what you expect. But 24 turnovers, uh, four from Schroeder, four from Reeves, six from LeBron. But also I should note that I think three of those came in like the final, what, four, he five was, minutes of the game. He was gassed. Extremely, extremely, yeah, he was gassed and... God, I don't even know if he was really trying. Maybe he's kind of of the mindset, same mindset as us. Like, let's be real. This comeback isn't real. Um, just some stupid turnovers from everyone. I mean, this as much of a, of a group effort it was last night offensively. You know, I think there was, what, six people in double figures. And actually, I'm looking at it right now, and there's six Lakers in double figures tonight points-wise. But uh, more so a group effort on the turnovers uh, tonight. Um, LeBron led the way with six, but like I said, freaking 24. And and the stretch of the game that they really bothered me the most in was coming out of halftime. I mean, we are, like, I tweeted, like, okay, Lakers down by nine. Like, here we go. They're going to be down by 20 at the end of the fourth. Basically almost happened. 
and it's definitely going to happen when you come out of halftime and you throw away two of the most careless passes just out of bounds that I've ever seen. Just like immediately, straight out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just like I said, like we don't really need to get all cute about it. Frankly, they were just playing stupid. Just stupid. Yeah, guys. I guess before we big picture, a few more stuff, I guess, from tonight. I thought this was maybe Austin Reeves' worst game. Uh, maybe in his Laker tenure. I, I think last year's, you know. He he had like a rough little stretch kind of around um, – that yeah. Cleveland game and kind of including that game if uh if I remember correctly. But yeah, he I mean, yeah, like you were about to say, over five, over four from three, four turnovers, and all of those turnovers were just really careless dribbles. Yeah, no, him. he was in a slump for sure, but tonight just felt like a bad game. I thought he got got picked on defensively as well. Uh Duncan Robinson really did a num- number on him, kind of faking the back cut and then coming out for three. There was a play though, like LeBron threw him the ball and the Pass wasn't perfect. Like, it was a little bit over his head, but it went through Austin's hands, and LeBron's like, catch the ball. You know what I mean? And he, like, uh, he motioned to him, like, catch the ball and kind of, like, engage, get in the game. Uh, Back-to-back, felt like the team, you know, they played hard in that first half. Second half, though, Donnie, that third quarter was depressing as hell to watch. Uh, That was not a team engaged. Tyler Hero really got loose, I thought, in that quarter. You know, our point-of-attack defense really fell off a cliff. We weren't defending, and, you know, title of this is It's Bad. That third quarter was bad. I mean, I I thought a lot of the guys were just not engaged. Uh, a lot of quit, a lot of, like, this game is over. And then, you know, JTA came in, I guess, in the second half. But what is it with these third quarters, man? We come out and just absolutely lay flat. I don't know what's happening, you know, in the locker room, but it feels like there's such a shift to me when we come out of the halftime break where – there's just, you know, there's something, there's some malaise or something that comes out. Uh, what do you think it is? Miami's an okay team. They haven't played well this season. But what do you think it is, I guess, in that second half that's really just killing us? Uh, I have zero idea. And, I mean, this was an issue last yeah. season as well. And actually, after after this, I'll kind of go on a point about how this game really makes me think of last season. But... I don't really know. Um, like I said, those, uh, I'm sure you remember, like, those two, like, kind of passing, tur- yeah. unforced turnovers that I'm talking about to kind of come out of the half. And that stuff, like, especially coming out of the half, you're back against the wall, down by nine, on the road. Every single game at this point is a must win. And you just come out and you're throwing those careless passes like that, um, including, I'm pretty sure one of them was from Dennis Schroeder, like, your starting point guard. It's a little ridiculous. Um, I don't really know what the crux of the issue is really but yeah just just really poor basketball all around from everyone on the team ah well okay obviously other than LeBron James I feel like I shouldn't have to say that but LeBron still awesome like I said three of those six turnovers I think he was just (laughs) just completely messing around uh but this game really makes me think of last year because of the I mean the continued third quarter thing which was still a thing last year uh high turnover game i feel like we hadn't really had we were having these types of high turnover games a yeah. lot last season and then in addition to that really really bad rust game in my opinion um six for 16 from the field uh three turnovers and i'm pretty sure those three turnovers were the most head scratching out of all the 24 turnovers one was like on an inbounds where he's just like literally just like threw it to a heat player um also, just 
Uh, I, I saw, I think I saw you tweet about it, but just, I, I can't stomach to see LeBron kick out to God. Russell Westbrook in the Dennis. corner mm-hmm. or like Dennis Schroeder in the corner one more time. Like I, I, I almost feel like he's almost passing it. And then before the ball even gets in the player's hands, he's having like, cause this yeah. is just muscle memory him. Like driving and kicking, like that's just muscle memory for him at this point in year 20. So I feel like in his head, he's passing it and then realizing who he's passing it and just be like, I feel like we're going to sometimes see like him just kind of like throw his head down before the ball's even shot because he realizes like who he's passing to. But it's really getting depressing seeing that, especially because he's, you know, generating. So LeBron uh, coming in, you know, last eight games, 33 points, 57% from the field, seven assists, 6.4 rebounds. I mean, I can't ask for any more than that, you know? Like, I, I think he turns 38 tomorrow, or Friday. Like, can't really ask LeBron to do any more than that. And I thought he saved saved us from this game getting out of hand really early uh, by hitting just tough jump shots. I mean, a lot of those were, Donnie, a lot of those were just break rhythm jumpers. Like, he was just jab step, pull up, or, you know, tough mid-range pull ups um, to kind of keep us, you know, engaged. Uh, and then the second half, we kind of made a run uh, with our second unit when when Gabriel came in. But, you know, it's rough watching. You know, I think LeBron's played really well. And uh, what, we have like one win in the last six games? I mean, that's just, you know, that's really rough. Uh, and I think you're seeing kind of the morale and, you know, the buy-in will eventually die, I think, with the defense. But, you know, I asked you those third quarter, you know, struggles. And my theory to me still, Donnie, and I know the numbers – don't really play this out and I think a lot of it is because our games are kind of out of hand but I still think you know the starters just keep us at this really low kind of margin and Dennis Schroeder did hit a few threes at the end and his numbers actually aren't terrible if you look at his like three-point shooting it's actually okay the last 10 games it's just still the like timely threes you talked about the kickouts right and it's those like we're on a 6-0 run uh and then you know LeBron's in the post the defense you know uh comes comes to cover him and we make the right play ball moves and it's Dennis Schroeder in the corner for an open three and he misses um or you know Patrick Beverly who's been shooting better as well I think he cannibalizes the offense in a really strange way for some reason but I think our starters like Troy Brown came in hit like three threes tonight I think he had a few in the last game I know he hasn't been shooting well I just think like his functional size like we saw JTA come in tonight and change the game JTA who hasn't played in I think like a few months. I think he's been out with the with the ankle thing. I think I think it's I think okay. It's been yeah, I don't remember last time I've seen him play. And I don't know JTA is not great. He's not like a star player. He's not like even a star role player or anything. But he just plays freaking hard, and he's not six two. You know, like and I think he has like some functional size there. He's not going to shoot well either. But it's not like you're getting good three point range from like your guards anyway. It's not like they're being defended. Uh, like their shooters anyway, like just getting some functional size out there is important. Why like the Troy Brown thing is so confusing to me or winning Gabriel as well, having his minutes capped at what they are. Um, but what do you think about that? Because I think the starters are just extremely important. Uh, we're putting like our worst lineups next to LeBron and telling him like go carry them. And he has been. We're actually a plus in his minutes still, which is strange. But uh, tonight I think we were like plus three with LeBron uh, up until like the middle of the third quarter. Um, but I think, you know, the starters are like so important and we're – we're damaging our starters to improve our bench, which feels like a net neutral at best to me. But what do you what do you think about that? Um, something I just noticed. Uh, do you know who led in minutes for this mm, game? Not sure. I'm guessing LeBron. Okay, not LeBron. Not LeBron. Dennis. Oh wow. Okay. Dennis Schroeder. 
Dennis Schroeder with 34 minutes at 39. Minus seconds. 12. Um, it was only people with 30 plus minutes was Russ, LeBron, okay. and him. Um, I don't know. Like you said, Dennis Schroeder's numbers, pretty good. I kind of think the Lakers would have had a better game if he just wasn't on the team. I don't know. Like, it's just baffling to me that they have a one through three of Dennis Schroeder, Russell Westbrook, and Patrick Beverly to close out a game, to close out a game that they, at that point, when Beverly came in and made it those three, it was still winnable. And like you said, like um, Schroeder and Beverly, both two for five. And this kind of just goes back to the whole point of this team is so bad in the clutch. Um, I don't think anyone's made a clutch three this season other than LeBron, Reeves, and Lonnie. And we could talk about Reeves. And, or uh, we already talked yeah. about Reeves. We can talk about Lonnie. Another bad game from him. But uh, Schroeder, I don't know what the hell he was doing on that three-point attempt uh, on the wing. I guess he was, like, trying to pass it to someone. Um, the the shot where it just looked like it fell, like, 50 feet short. And then Beverly had a wide-open three that swung to him on the wing at one point complete brick it almost wedged into uh in between the rim and the backboard um yeah that's just i mean and you know i'm not really expecting those guys to make that like dennis Schroeder and patrick beverly are not three-point specialists like they're not there they're not on any team to like be knocking down clutch threes on this team like they have to just because it's so weirdly constructed but when that's kind of what you're falling on when you know lebron's yeah now making these passes like yeah, more times than not, and especially against a team like the Heat, who are um, have way higher IQs than us collectively. That's just kind of how it's going to go. Yeah. Down. So you know, uh, last thing on Troy Brown, then we can move on to Lonnie Walker. But so I'm looking here at the play-by-play real quick. Uh, five minutes left in the game. We're making a run. I think we cut it to nine here. We sub out Troy Brown for Patrick Beverly, which again, just like very confusing substitutions to me. Uh, it feels like we we just have to close with him, Schroeder and Russ, so we had three small guards, and I forget, you know, who else, who was the fourth there next to LeBron. We actually didn't even play. J- it was, uh, it was right, GTA. Right, GTA, yes, who I think also got pulled a little bit late. But, you know, I think, again, we're just going way too small. And, you know, I've heard that, you know, Troy Brown doesn't play because he might not know the plays and stuff like that. And, I mean, I don't feel like we're running too complicated stuff, at least for right now, with all these lineups that have really never played together. And, I still think like he's one of our better rebounders and just defenders at that, you know, non six one guard level. Our biggest win this season, Donnie, is like the Milwaukee win and he started that game. Like that was our biggest win this season and he started that game. And I thought, you know, he had a few good possessions on uh, Jimmy Butler as well. And he's not gonna change your life or nothing like that, but I just think like just some functional size there would, would really help. But you know, we're we're sticking to this lineup, so let's go to Let's go to Lonnie Walker, who I thought looked gassed, uh, looked very, you know, uninvolved in this one. They had a stat on Spectrum today. We're 9-5 and five when he scores 17 or more uh, on the season. So, uh, and, you know, he was averaging like 18 a game, I think, to start this one. Um, before I get into that, what you, would you see from Lonnie Walker, who, uh, again, just looks very uninvolved in our offense? I mean, yeah. Lonnie and Reeves are kind of like our X factors. Like yeah. they're playing well both at the same time. Um, I mean, when AD was going on that crazy run of his, that run was supplemented by those two guys play. 
um, and their scoring. And oof, tonight combined 0 for 9, 0 for 8 from uh, three-point land, six turnovers between them. We already talked about Reeves, really bad, four turnover night. Yeah, I don't know what it is with him. Um, I don't know if this started immediately when Schroeder kind of got into um, into the lineup after his injury to start the season. I'm not really sure exactly when this um, pattern started for Walker, but he's been really bad lately. And he kind of just seemed, like you said, just like out of it out there, just like very uncomfortable in his current role or something like that, or just very unconfident in himself with, the bad stretch he's dealing with, but yeah, I mean, you know, like we just said, like Beverly and Schroeder, like their stat lines don't look that bad um, considering like, I don't know, everything, but even when they're playing decent or well, they aren't going to make a sizable impact on the game, especially offensively. Like Lonnie and Austin, when they're going, they're making a huge impact with their play. So yeah, when we're getting these games from those two guys, especially at the same time, uh, we're going to lose by a lot. So my theory, again, I, I've been on this. I, I think we've kind of re- regulated, relegated, whatever the word is. I think it's relegated. Uh, Lonnie Walker to to being just like a total spot-up guy who can who's only impacting the game on, like, three-point attempts. So if, like, Lonnie Walker's not hot from three or we're not in transition, right, so we're not defending which we're not Anthony Davis is still on the bench uh so we're not going to be playing much defense anyway but uh unless we're like getting out in transition or Lonnie Walker's hot from three he's not really involved you know in our offense at all and there's a lot of possessions Donnie that I see where like it's the half court and he's not really open we haven't really ran anything but like it's the first time he's touched the ball in like a few possessions and he just fires up a three because that's like his only you know his only utility right now is just catch and shoot threes. Uh, because again, like if you just, if we're thinking about this, just uh, conceptually, like he's the only off ball threat, right? So Dennis Schroeder is not an off ball threat. For some reason, we've decided Patrick Beverly is our half court point guard um, with the starters. And so he runs a lot of the stuff, which is very strange. He's an okay passer. It's just, again, you just put Lonnie Walker to the side there. And I think again, we're like Lonnie Walker is too skilled, too good to like keep, this disengaged on the floor. And I think it's bleeding into the defensive side as well. You remember how good defensively he was to start the season? And again, that's next to Anthony Davis as well. I think, but like his point of attack defense has fallen off a lot uh, to me. And I think those two things are connected. I just think like him being this disconnected on offense has really impacted his, his engagement on the other end to also compound that with us losing. But I think him just being disengaged like is is a part of his drop and his points are still okay. Um I think he's been shooting well enough to where like he'll get the numbers from there, but it just feels like him he's not the player that he was to start the season and we're not putting him in those positions at all. And I think putting him next to two guards, Dennis Schroeder an all ball guard, you have LeBron on the floor obviously, and then Patrick Beverly who's our point guard in the half court for some reason. Combine all those three and Lonnie Walker's running baseline to baseline. There was a few possessions tonight I was watching. Lonnie Walker just running baseline to baseline like it was a drill. Like corner, try run to the corner, run back, run to the corner, run back. Um, and it's been it's been tough to watch. He uh, he hit a bunch of threes like you know kind of well after everyone on the team had that terrible start this yeah. season. 
Lonnie was like one of our brides last two three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess just I guess Ham and the coach staff just took that to heart a little too much and just like like you said, tried to just turn him into Kyle Korver. Uh, where you know, like, yeah, he is making the most some of the most threes on the team. Well, back then he was, but like he was also like you, you know, raved about all the time. He was also creating a lot off the dribble. And like, when was the last time Lonnie had one of those plays where he's just driving to the rim, has a little lane, and he just creates an advantage by basically doing the thing where he just jumps as high as he can and then just lays it gently off the backboard? I, I'm i thinking about it. I legitimately cannot remember the last time that happened. Um, so, yeah, it's a problem. And I think the solution is just, taking uh, one of Schroeder, Beverly, or Westbrook completely out of uh, the lineup or off the team. Um, But that's not going to (laughs) happen. So on we go still. And honestly, like like I said, Westbrook did have a bad game. I think Westbrook and Beverly still, when they're, you know, disrupting things on offense sometimes – I still think they provide value uh, in a lot of other areas. Beverly, obviously, with his defense. Um, and Westbrook, like, you know, with his rebounding and obviously uh, creating anything for just, like, that abysmal uh, non-LeBron lineup. Like, if it wasn't for Westbrook, I don't even know what would be yeah. happening when those guys are on the court. Um, and like we said, sure, they had a good game. But I, I just think – I think everything would just be balanced so much more for Lonnie, for just the team overall, for team rebounding, if we took out one of these guards. And honestly, if Max Christie got uh, some minutes or Brown got more of those minutes, uh, or especially after watching him tonight, like you said earlier, uh, first game back in the month, JTA, just a ball of energy. Um, I'd say him and Brown were basically the only reasons that we were kind of coming back in the second half. Um, and funny enough, they're both wings. So funny how that works. <laughs> yeah, I remember over the like over the summer, uh, obviously when the team was still very theoretical. Um, but uh, I was, you know, pining for, you know, JTA and Troy Brown minutes together because again you look at the you know, you look at the makeup of this roster, you're like, we have no wings besides besides those two. Um, and even Troy Brown's kind of a undersized wing, quote unquote. But JTA filled that like you know, high motor, small ball, power forward uh, that I think this team really, you know, really needs 13 minutes, seven rebounds in 13 minutes, um, three offensive boards, a plus eight. Uh, Yeah, came in and just absolutely changed the energy of the game. And I'd love to just like pluck out one of those guards and put him in. Obviously, Kendrick Nunn is now looks like completely out of the rotation. Again, Max Christie played 27 seconds, which means he didn't play, but uh, 27 seconds for him. My next note, though, Donnie, which is just really confounding and confusing to me, is these winning Gabriel minutes. Um, if you had a guess, I don't know if you have the the minutes in front of you, but how many how, how many minutes do you think winning Gabriel played tonight? Uh, something like thirteen <laughs> minutes and fifty three seconds. Yeah, I got. I got, <laughs> I got wow, uh, on the money. Um, <laughs> but look, ten points. Uh, actually, only one rebound, which doesn't feel right. But okay, ten points, one rebound plus five in 13 minutes on a team that is begging for a big man to play. I mean, he's, I don't know his exact type. I think he's 6'10", 6'11", something like that. 
Um, and, you know, it's been playing really well. 13 minutes on a night where Thomas Bryant, minus 22 in 22 minutes, gave up every point that he scored, honestly. I thought Thomas Bryant was bad. And, again, Miami's a team that's going to pick on him. Miami puts you in a million screen and rolls where Thomas Bryant isn't good. And they also have Bam Adebayo, who's just a really tough center to guard, right. uh, unless you have Anthony Davis. Um, uh, but, yeah, Bam gives him the, the biggest matchup problems. But I thought Wenyan was, like, our best big there. I thought he was doing big man things. Had two fouls, so can't say foul trouble was the issue at all. Him and Russ, to me, have, like, this really great chemistry. I think he's the best besides LeBron who has a, does a nice job getting like duckins and stuff him and Russ to me have the best like basketball chemistry he rolls like right next to Russ perfectly they have like really good symmetry in that way where Russ can kind of just uh horizontally throw it to him and he's right there and he can finish with either hand Donnie explain the winning game is to me I don't I don't get it why is he playing 13 minutes again played 15 last night honest, I think during... but yeah I'll, I'll be honest, during just live watch of the game, I, I wasn't having a single thought about Wendy <laughs> Gabriel, but I, I did kind of notice that. It it's it's, it's bald part. in my notes, so yeah. I I don't know. I mean, those non-LeBron lineups um, tonight, especially out of all the nights recently, were so bad. Um, the Heat were doing like a zone against them and just absolutely just like it was like it was like they had never seen a zone in their lives well if you can't um, shoot if you can't of, shoot and like you're not breaking a zone right like if you if you can't shoot or can't play make and Dennis Schroeder might be the worst post-entry passer I've seen like if you can't make a pass into the middle of the floor you're not breaking a zone sorry sorry go ahead yeah right no for sure but even even in addition to that um they weren't the Lakers just weren't even trying to like probe yeah. the zone where they could get some like kickouts or anything. I remember, I don't know at what point of the game it was. It might've been before half. Uh, they were doing the zone, LeBron was out and Russ, um, you know, like I was kind of hoping he would kind of force the issue, find some gaps, get in there, do some kickouts or find, like you said, find Gabriel on one of his little um, nifty passes. He just comes up, just, you know, dribbles in a little bit, takes a mid range. Uh, misses and then I think like on the next play they didn't really even get close to getting in the paint and then they gave it to Reeves he put up a three and missed it and then that was part of a little run that the heat went on I don't really know I think Gabriel's lack of minutes was just kind of a function of those lineups being so disappointing and then eventually Darvin Ham and LeBron were just kind of like yeah okay let's just do LeBron at center since he probably has the strength the same strength as like Brian and Gabriel combined, and they really needed that against Bam. So I don't know. I, I kind of just think he was a victim of a game just in absolute disarray on the Lakers side. Yeah, but that lineup, you know, you're talking about, he wasn't a part of that one, at least. The one that got ran off the floor in the second quarter. So I believe that was Russ, uh, I think, with Dennis. And I know Thomas Bryant was at center. I think Troy Brown. That might have been that might have oh, okay yeah. with Troy Brown. I was gonna say we saw we saw the same four guard lineup from yes. um, yesterday's game in like the same part of the game. Right, I think Lonnie Walker at small forward, God, with a uh, Troy Brown at power forward and Thomas Bryant at center. You're not guarding anyone with that lineup, to be honest. But that lineup got uh, ran off the floor. It's a big part of why I think Lonnie Walker, even though he played next to LeBron a lot, still finished a minus seventeen. Because he was part of that, you know, second quarter. You talked about that horror, that horrible bench unit. 
My theory, Donnie, I feel like if, you know, when LeBron's off the floor, I'd like to have as much, like, size as possible. Since you're already going to be throwing out so many small players, I'd like to play Wenyon and TB together there, at least give you some functional size since Damian Jones has been just decided can't play basketball um, anymore. Uh, but I think, you know, putting Wenyon and TB together, which, you know, was a big part of our beginning of the year run. It was Russ, TB, and Wenyon. I believe those were the the bash bros or something where like those three kind of can wreak havoc. And I think that's a good way to kind of, you know, kind of stem LeBron not being on the floor uh, and not have to not have the defensive capabilities either um, in those lineups. But yeah, four guards plus Thomas Bryant, like you're going to get ran off the floor. And uh, that's the lineup I think you were talking about where it's like Troy Brown, Thomas Bryant, Russ, I think Lonnie Walker, and it was Austin Reeves who was terrible tonight. That five, got killed. I don't understand why Wenyon is a victim of that, though. He played well, I thought, in his minutes. Was four for four from the field. Hit a free throw. Hit a three-pointer as well. Even spaced the floor. I'm not sure what more he could have done to get minutes. Yeah, uh, I didn't include him in my tweet <laughs> or in my po- uh, my point earlier, but even though he made the three, it's still he's still uh, on the long list of sad people for LeBron to kick out to. Uh, like I just like he hit the three, but I remember when he caught it, I was like, "Wow, LeBron's doing a kick out to a Gabriel three here." Uh, also, love how you said something about Lonnie Walker at small forward, and you it almost stopped you in your tracks. Uh, but very proud of you for soldiering on to that point. You kind of you kind of had a gasp when you said that out loud. But yeah, I mean, I would like to see Brian and Gabriel more at the five and the four at the same time. But now I'm kind of wondering if it'd be beneficial to have Brian at center and then someone like JTA at four um, for these rough lineups, just because I kind of feel like that helps out the defense a little bit more. Um, I mean, if JTA is going to continue to play like he kind of played in a small amount of time tonight, um, or even like Troy Brown out there in the four, I always thought Brown worked well alongside Russ as well, just kind of like Gabriel does. Um Brown's really good at fielding his, Russ's like crazy passes in transition and kind of finishing. Then obviously, if he's going to be shooting like this from three, he'd be beneficial out to have out there. So, yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm right there with you with wanting more size. I feel like I feel like that's kind of been the uh, the gist of our talking today. Yeah, and we have a guy with size who's playing like really well. Who plays like extremely hard. And I get like I think the rationale. Obviously, Gabriel's one of those type of players. There's others around the league where. You know, you increase their minute total, you decrease their production, most likely, right? Crusoe kind of has fallen into this. But can I see it first? Like, get, <laughs> give him 25, 30 minutes and let me see what happens first before we, you know, already uh, retroactively um, decrease his minutes. With the Lonnie Walker as small forward thing, Donnie, it's so depressing to me. Like, being a cynic, I guess, I'm not a cynic at all, but, like, if I was, I would think, like, we've kind of maybe played Lonnie Walker into our price range this summer. Like that's I think he's like dropped off as a player in maybe in terms of like reputation, but I think there's just a ton of like talent that oozes out of there, and I think there's defensive talent too. It's just like Lonnie Walker. Like I see a lot of Lonnie Walker struggling defensively. Yeah, he's guarding wings every night. I mean, against Orlando, he's on Franz Wagner. Luckily, Orlando is not a team that really knows how to take advantage of those kind of things. But on most nights, they do. There's a lot of times tonight where like it's his job to you know box out the center on the weak side when a shot goes up which isn't really, like, fair. There was a play that I video, I tweeted out tonight. Bam out of bio getting a rebound over, like, three of our guys, and two of them are, like, Patrick Beverly and Troy Brown. Like, we have our small guards playing wing, and that's so detrimental to a team that already has a really low margin for error. 
Um, and I think, you know, Lonnie has a, has really good defensive talent as a guard and we put him at the small forward spot and said, Hey, here, go, you know, guard, you know, go guard our, the other wing. So I think that's really tough. Uh, and then sometimes we put Pat Bev on the other wing that puts Dennis Schroeder on a guard. LeBron usually doesn't have to defend the best wing on the other side and you throw Lonnie Walker into that. So it's frustrating watching, you know, us put so many players like Patrick Beverly is your one and like your smallest player. All that like agitation and stuff, I know we hate it, but that probably, you know, nets out to a positive. When he's like your three and being the agitator on like a six eight wing, I feel like like you don't really get the benefit of that. Does that make sense? I think like all our players are like way undersized for what position we play them at and we get like the worst we don't get the benefit of that and we get like the worst outcome from it, if that, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean Thing, they got to shift some things around and like I'm sure and honestly this is probably true but I'm sure in Ham's mind in Ham's mind he's thinking all right like my most just talent wise my most talented players yeah they're all guards like I'm playing all my talented guys but you just can't do that I don't know and he, he's got like a really tough task on his hand like it's not like I'm not trying to say it's like easy for him to just be like yeah, maybe one of Schroeder or Beverly just shouldn't play. Like, he's been starting them for, what, like, weeks now? Maybe a month yeah. now? Like, and especially in the middle of a road trip, like, that's no easy thing to do. Just be like, yeah, all right. For the rest of this road trip, like, Schroeder, you're just not playing. Um, Troy Brown, you know, JTA, like, hasn't played in a month. He, he's eaten in your minutes now. But I don't really think if one of these, like, Let's be real. Like this team needs some sort of drastic change. Uh, it doesn't really seem like a trade's coming anytime no. soon. It doesn't really seem, if it happens at all, that's going to be in like mid-January in a couple, two or three weeks, at the earliest. So if a drastic, like, are we just going to do the same thing for like the next two to three to four weeks without AD? Like that's just kind of madness to me. I don't know. Yeah, like, again, the numbers just bear this out. It's extremely loud. I mean, 13 – I don't know if these numbers include tonight. I think they do. I'm not sure if NBA.com is that quick. But even if they don't, 13 games together for the Beverly, Schroeder, Walker trio. And, again, mind you, this is a lot of – this is games with LeBron James. This is games with Anthony Davis, you know, playing together. So this lineup is playing fourth quarter minutes. They're playing first quarter minutes. They're playing with LeBron a lot. I think they had games with AD. They're a minus 13.5 net rating. Like, and it's been almost 200 minutes, which isn't like a huge, you know, number, but 106.6 offense, uh, 120.1 defensive rating, which is almost like just having a layup line every time on purpose. Like, that's how bad that lineup is. And I think it's time to switch it. I, like, I, and you talked about like it's tough to have those conversations. I don't, we're like two games up on teams that are actively tanking. Like, I don't understand this politics or whatever stuff that people are talking about or you know where some guy has to start this guy has to play or whatever we're like two or three games up from teams are like actively trying to lose like I think if you can't make adjustments then then what are what are we doing you know this season um I just I don't get it I think Austin Reeves has clearly been clearly been like our third best player especially with Lonnie Walker falling off by playing in the position he does I think you know again keeping our bench unit together so that they come back from a 10 point deficit and we lose like these 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 things make just no sense to me no, I, I 
sounds more like therapy than a podcast session. But like, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very, I'm very um, confused. I, I don't get it. I think you said, uh, I think you randomly said in there, what are we doing this season? And I think that's just like the perfect little, little ending question. Cause that's, I think we could have just asked ourselves that every single day, even after wins. Um, yeah, you kind of talking about the standings, uh, and we talked about this just last night. But I, uh, it's really sad to see us only have three wins, three more wins than the Spurs. I then realized <laughs> three of our wins, three of our wins are against the against the Spurs. That's that's just a very very depressing thought. <laughs> and and uh, I just realized the Thunder now has fifteen wins and we only have fourteen. So now I'm. Now I'm really upset. So thanks for having me go to the standings stage. Yeah. So you know, after this game, they go play Atlanta, which who hasn't you know been great. They have their own drama stuff off the court, but on the court, I think they just give us still hell. I mean, Trey Young is going to uh, Trey Young's the exact type of guard that uh, really gives us issues. Guy who can pull up off the dribble. Um, and yeah, I mean, just look at what like Tyler Hero was doing in the second half to us. Yeah, again, I thought the Tyler Hero stuff, I thought we did a good job in the first half, but again, it's that like the belief just dies. I think like when you play that, not play well, but when you play that hard, and I did think they played hard in the first half, and you look up and you're down nine, you know, and then you talked about the bad turnover to start the half, uh, and then I think Miami hits a three. It's like that third quarter just felt like a, like a sleepwalk through. Uh, it was back-to-back as well. But then, you know, you play Atlanta, then you play the, the Hornets who beat us. Ah, man, that game was rough. Uh, <laughs> just reliving these games as we go. Uh, we play the Hornets, you know, on Monday. Um, and then the Heat again on Wednesday, the same Miami team. So, yeah, I'm going to have to start racking wins at some point, right? Like, going to have to start making a decision where this season doesn't just turn into let's play Max Christie and Austin Reeves and whoever else and let's develop those guys for, for the following season because I think there's a – there's a time for that, that that's coming. It's not yet, but I think a decision will have to be made pretty soon. Like, it just uh, – we're we're so far behind. Even as bad as the West has been, it's just like it's been uh, – it's tough to follow these standings and think, like, if we don't start winning soon, then this is supposed to be our easy stretch. Like, after that, you got the Kings, Denver, Dallas, Philly coming up in a four-game stretch. And it's a rough one to go into, uh, yeah, after, the, uh, after that stretch. So uh, January is rough. AD is supposed to be evaluated like in a few days, right? Something, something like that. I don't know, <laughs> Raj. We'll we'll start we'll start winning when we uh, make the number one overall pick in twenty twenty seven. All right, we'll start uh, winning that. Man. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. Twenty twenty seven is a long way away, man. I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't. I'll be a fan. I'll be a fan of another team by then. Oh no! Don't do that. That's. I don't want to do that. <laughs> that I, I crossed the line. I crossed the line. No, we're not, not moving fan bases. <laughs> we'll see who the stars are by then. But uh, yeah, we'll have a we'll have a different. No, I'll I'll never leave. I'll never lock <laughs> off of this team. LeBron will probably still be averaging like thirty eight a game at that. Or sorry, not thirty eight. Probably like twenty eight a game. Probably drop down a few points uh, by twenty twenty seven. Whoever our our draft pick is by then. I don't even want to think about that. You know, I, I know I brought this up first. Yeah, no, this is your I, fault, honestly. Yeah, this is my fault. I'll I'll take blame for it, but now you're really upsetting me. I feel bad that, like, during this run tonight, and I, I never thought we were making – and you – oh, last few things. You brought up the clutch points thing. 
Tonight won't register as clutch points. Uh, we never got within five, so that's good. Our clutch numbers will still stay at the horde. LeBron, LeBron's going, phew, thank goodness, because woo, those, those two or three turnovers he had, uh, the one where he just – this was, like, the funniest part of the entire game when LeBron, he sprints all the way down, he turns his back, uh, starts backing out his defender, and the double comes, and I think it was Gabe Vincent. Mm-hmm. And LeBron was passing to whoever was on the wing who Gabe was leaving. And he just, like, hit Gabe like, right in his stomach, just, like, right in his bread basket. And he had, LeBron had two or three turnovers where he just kind of – he did the hands up, head down sort of thing. Like, hey, brother, uh, you you passed those balls. Like, uh, I think you did them. Sorry. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, we are still uh, dead last in clutch stats. Negative uh, 33 and a half um is our net rating we give up 127.8 defensive rate defensive rating in crunch time but again good news tonight won't count towards that we never got it closer than i believe we got it as close as seven uh i think dennis Schroeder hit the three to make it seven miami yeah. went down the other way and hit a three i believe so don't have to worry about that our offense is a 94.2 in crunch time uh i believe that's last Oh no, that's twenty seventh now. Yeah, so we went up a little bit, um, but climbing the standings, baby, climbing them. Yeah, maybe not the actual standings, but those climbing. <laughs> the crunch time stuff is just—that's insane for a LeBron team. You know, that's just we're five and nine in crunch time somehow with that net rating. Um, so nine blown games in crunch time, six that I can count off my head, I believe, with the Indiana, Sacramento, uh, Portland, uh, Boston, Philly and uh charlotte as well uh but uh but yeah so not, i don't know what the other three are anyway but yeah those numbers are really you know rough to watch uh, that's all i have though donnie this felt very sad i was hoping you know i texted you like if they won tonight i would like you know feel a little bit of uh a little bit of a jump start just a tiny bit but um back to square one did you have anything else from tonight uh, yeah, you said that to me earlier. You're like, I think I might feel something if they, if they beat the Heat tonight. I'm like, you think? I'll be jumping for joy if they beat the Heat tonight. Did you, did you check out Vegas? The Heat were favored by nine tonight. I was like, you'll feel something? You'll, you think you'll feel something? You're going to be feeling great if they win. Um, obviously, that did, that did not happen, uh, even despite their fake little comeback. Vintage, vintage fake comeback. Yeah, can you call it fake if, like, you never actually believed it was a comeback? Like, I don't know. I was going to say, like, fake comeback doesn't even work anymore. Because, no. like, I was just still sitting Because you have to have, like, you have, to have a few head. real ones, right, for it to, like, be fake. You know what I mean? Like, you have to have a few real ones for, like, it to not to, – for every single time for it to be fake or else it's just not a comeback at all. Yeah, Lord knows looking at our – clutch stats that you just listed uh we sure as hell don't really have many real comebacks that's for sure yeah uh yeah i think that's all last thing uh my mom flew in from nepal recently and uh she's been here the last since right before christmas she flew in and uh she came as you're not you're not watching the game you're not re-watching the game tomorrow not allowed she's like why are the lakers always losing which you know she's only been here like a few weeks but uh, or about a week but you know if She's already, like, asking me, why are the Lakers always losing? Which, don't really have an answer for that. Um, yeah, in, uh, in my household, they've been called the Fakers for oh, about wow. two and a half years now. Like, not even, like, the L is never used at all. 
The acres? Is that what you said? No, no. Oh, the fakers. acres. The fakers. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which actually ties perfectly into the fake comeback. Um, yeah, they're they're the fakers in this household. Uh, man. Well, you know, hopefully they can turn around uh, in at <laughs> in Atlanta. I believe on Friday. Yes, they play the Hawks on Friday yes. at uh, 4:30 Pacific. Donnie, thank you for coming up uh, and you know reveling in this with me. Uh, thank you everyone for listening. Always, always a blast. <laughs> Uh, thank you everyone for listening. You've listened to the uh, Lakers SBM post game show. We'll be back with you after the next game. <laughs>